Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This episode of the Stardom Cast is sponsored by Puro TV. Your one-stop shop for all your Puro DVD needs. From Stardom to New Japan, from All Japan to Ice Ribbon, as well as incredible box sets documenting the best matches of your favorite Japanese wrestling icons, Puro TV has it covered with new items added every week. And now, as a special gift to listeners of the Stardom Cast, Puro TV are offering 10% off. Simply go to puro-tv.com, use the promo code STARDOMCAST at checkout and get 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's the code STARDOMCAST to receive 10% off your entire order. The link to their website is in the podcast description. And now, on with the episode. Hey, this is Kevin Kelly and you are listening to the STARDOMCAST. And welcome to the Stardom Cast, your weekly audio source of all things World Wonder Ring Stardom. I'm your host, Rob Gooden. I'm joined as ever by Matt Turner. Matt, how are you today, good sir? Rob Gooden, I am fantastic as always. Uh, there's a little bit of me that's a little bit upset, a little bit heartbroken. But before I get into that, let's talk about you for a moment. How are you doing today, sir? Is your weather as beautiful in England as it is in uh, Pennsylvania here? I feel like we have to temper expectations in Britain. So what others might expect, you know, what other might describe, sorry, as uh, dismal and cold and overcast, we would consider a summer's day. So we have blue sky. It's cold, but we have blue sky, which makes it one of the nicest days ever in Britain, I would have thought. What about you? It's beautiful here. It's about 61 degrees little cloud nice breeze hopefully i mean this is what we call fake spring number one it's supposed to be like this the next couple of days a little bit of rain but usually what happens it'll hit like the 60s for a couple of days and then we'll get eight, eight feet of snow so right now we're in fake spring number one right okay see we, we don't really have fake spring <laughs> we have a very very brief period of about two and a half hours of spring and summer and then we just get back to gray skies and rain. Um, I know that obviously when Britain is portrayed on TV or 
or in the movies it's very much a case of it being a dismal boring place and that's that's pretty accurate in fairness and especially when it pertains to the weather um but yeah it's uh it's all right today and i feel like it's it's sunny it's a positive day and we're going to be positive about the shows that we're going to talk about today absolutely sir absolutely sir. but real quick i want to tell you why and all of our listeners why i'm a little bit heartbroken buddy so uh, yesterday we recorded and released our stardom uh, Cinderella tournament bracketology. And if you haven't listened yet, quick spoilers, not only did myself and one Rob Goodwin have our brackets, but our significant others, Amber and Kirsty, did as well. And uh, Rob quickly put up the show up on the, uh, you know, the, the podcast feed. And I woke up this morning to several messages saying, hey, no offense, guys, but I hope the girls beat you. <laughs> and uh, now that's no slight to our uh, our lovely significant <laughs> others. Obviously, Rob loves Kirstie, and I love my wife, Amber, so, so much. However, where's the loyalty, folks? This is hundreds and hundreds of hours of research and fantastic podcast goodness that we give you. And just <laughs> like that, Rob, they turn on us. Honestly, Just like that. everyone loves an underdog, apparently. But I feel like after that episode yesterday and the the stress, the undue stress that I put myself through yesterday, I feel like I am the underdog going into this Cinderella tournament. Like, Kirsty, like, I've had people say, like, on Twitter and Patreon, they've said, like, oh, this is a really good bracket for someone who doesn't even watch Stardom. I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't watch Stardom then. Maybe I should just wing it. Or, as Kirsty told me yesterday... When I told her that we'd done the podcast, she was like, did you tell everyone about my technique? I was like, I didn't know you had a technique. <laughs> she was like, oh, yes, I did. I just went for the top person in the match. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So if it was Utami versus Nene, Utami's on the top, Utami's going through. Absolutely wow. outrageous. Absolutely <laughs> outrageous. You can hear the anger, but we just said we're going to be positive. So I guess let's get off the subject. You know what's going to make me and you feel better? Talking about Stardom New Blood Premium, talking about the fantastic upgraded Patreon, and then uh, in just a few hours, buddy, me and you are going to be doing a uh, another alternate commentary of uh, Black Desire vs. FWC. I think that is what's going to make me and you feel better. What do you think? I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> so let's get off this and let's talk a couple of things. Just coming out of... Uh, the world of stardom and things like that. Obviously, when we did, when we recorded last week, we said that we got about seventeen hundred shows to record the uh, reviews to. Um, but Stardom World has delivered a big, sloppy stink face, um, and none of them are up. Um, the well, show, f- one of them, yeah, one the- of them, the twelfth show went up about ten hours ago. <laughs> yeah, the show from the twelfth of March. We're recording this on the twenty second of March. The show from the twelfth has just gone up um which is extremely frustrating i make it five shows stardom currently have in the can that no one can watch which uh is extremely frustrating but it does mean that obviously they're gonna have to be ported over to next week there is a limit to what me and matt can do much as we love stardom um so next week um obviously will be our review of new Bull premium which we're going to be previewing today um the first round of the cinderella tournament which we previewed as matt said in our bracketology episode and if you haven't checked that out go and check it out and listen to what it sounds like for me to have a mental breakdown um and then we will go through just a couple of matt the the key points from those shows simply because if we tried to review all five of those shows six if you count the one that went up today 
um, as well as the two pay-per-views. It's going to be a six-hour podcast. And uh, much as I don't think some of you would mind, you think you want that, you, you don't want that. You you don't want that. Um, so we'll sort of find a workaround in regards to that. Um, ordinarily, when we do our weekly podcast, obviously I'll start with what's coming up on the Patreon, but we'll, we'll leave that a little bit. And uh, the reason for that is because obviously today we're going to be sort of announcing um, the new tiers for the Patreon um, as of the 1st of May and what sort of things that you can expect from those tiers. So we'll kick straight into some news. Um, and the first bit is a little bit of a negative, unfortunately. Um, the New Blood Premium show, we were initially supposed to have the debut of all three of the new trainees. Unfortunately, uh, the Kimomo Minami and Hazuki match is off the New Blood Premium event. This is coming courtesy of Alex on Twitter, at LWOSPWAlexR, over on Twitter, who says that Minami will debut to a different show after recovering from an injury. He's also said that that match is going to be replaced by Super Strong Starter Machine versus Sexy Dynamite Princess. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, sorry. I, I have no idea. <laughs> If Alex is being serious, I can't find that matchup anywhere, though. That match better happen now. I'm super excited. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I don't know. Obviously, we know who Super Strong Starter Machine or we we have an idea of who it could be. Um, But as for Sexy Dynamite Princess, your guess is as good as mine as to who that is. But uh, I'm glad Mariah to see... Mariah May. What, would it be Mariah May? She's the fighting princess. <laughs> That's my guess. Is Mariah May not already on the cars? I mean... Well, I have no idea. You could do double duty. That's a good point. Saeed Reed is doing double duty. I mean, I mean, that's... Wow, wow, easy. I can hear you winking. This is an audible podcast. I can hear you (laughs) winking. (laughs) Uh, But obviously, this is a huge disappointment for Minami, um, who will have to wait to uh, make a debut. It sounds like she's the one who's got the injury. It does mean that Hazuki is off this card as well, which is always a disappointment. But we will, of course, see her the following night um at the Cinderella tournament. Um couple more things coming out of the stardom results. Now there are a couple of things that obviously pertain to results coming out of the shows that we can't review, but they're things we need to talk about. So uh we'll sort of weave these in next week as well. Um the first thing I want to talk about is Tam Meccano, who will be going up for the World of Stardom Championship match against Julia at um, Yokohama Arena on April 23rd at All-Star Grand Queendom. Um, She cut a ferocious promo on Julia backstage at KBS Hall. Um, Absolutely incredible promo. Really went to town, um, sort of referencing their past and talking specifically about that hair versus hair match at the Budokan two years ago where she said, even though it was me that cut your hair, even though you were the one that lost the hair and I won the belt, I won the match, people still came out of the match talking about Julia. And every day people were talking about Julia and every day your hair would grow back and it would remind me that nobody was talking about me. It was still about you. And it's a really fiery promo to the point where she's backstage with Natsupoy and bless her, poor Natsupoy is trying desperately to calm Tam down. She's grabbing her hand, stroking her, looking fully terrified. Um, But it just adds that extra little bit of heat 
to that match um, on the 23rd of April. I still fully expect Julia to retain, um, but nevertheless, it's an absolutely outstanding little wrinkle that they've added. Have you seen this promo, Matt? Yes, I have. And con- I want to congratulate Tam's promo on being the newest member of the Natsapoy beatdown tour. That's what, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened there. You know, I mean, the one thing, a lot of it has, a lot of it's just J- Japanese wrestling, just not known for the promos, like how they are, you know, here in the States and kind of, you know, when I'm watching stardom or, you know, anywhere from the, you know, from the first shows and, 2011 until now there's only a handful of like you know pretty decent promos which is you know which that just it's the way that it is and between this promo and the mina promo we got a couple months ago it's like these girls when given the opportunity and it fits for the story they hit some banger promos but you can see just the fire in her eyes how fired up she is and just yeah this makes so much sense now like i said they need to do something to kind of heat tam up going into this match and they clearly did it with the angle you know that happened before this where tam cuts a little bit of julia's hair and even from what i understand it's probably going to be edited out excuse me or it was edited out from um the stardom uh, world youtube page but i guess the initial thing was when tam was on top of julia trying to cut her hair she accidentally kicked not so, uh, and I don't know if that was supposed to happen or it looked like an accident, but if she was just going at Julia to try to get to that hair and then cuts this unbelievable promo, basically again saying, I mean, if you take a look at it, it's like, yeah, I did win that match, but all everybody is talking about is Julia. And yeah, she does talk about her, not only growing her hair back, but since that, this match, Rob, I mean, you, you're the stardom research genius here. How many different hairdos has, has Julia had since that match? She's <laughs> had almost the, two years ago. Obviously, <laughs> she was G.I. Julia for a bit. Um, and then, obviously, the shorter hair. She's had the braids. She's had the red braids. Um, she's had the black and white braids. Um, <laughs> so Orange Julius. The orange Julius. The orange yeah. Julius. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who could forget? Who could forget that? And obviously... She had the slightly longer um, sort of flicked out hair that she had when she was part of ALK. There have been multiple, multiple hairstyles in the Julia portfolio. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll make this a hair versus hair match. I think it'll be a straight up championship match. But even just sort of having that little little reference back to that match um, at Budokan. And I love the fact that they've referenced that match and not the five-star final. Because ultimately, that was just a Julia win, and Tam accepted that. But she's still feeling grieved two years, so she's got two years of pent up emotion. I love that that's a thing. So, yeah, fully, fully expecting it to be an absolute banger. Um, what I expect to be a banger as well is Mercedes Monet's next IWGP Women's Championship match. Um, the Or at least part of the card for the Sakura Genesis show, the New Japan Sakura Genesis show, was announced today from Korokan uh, Hall, Sumo Hall, Ryogoku, Kokugikan, uh, which unfortunately makes me very sad that Mayu Iwatani will not be there, um, from April the 8th. And that card has been announced with the culmination of the New Japan Cup. If you haven't seen the final and know who wins, fast forward this podcast 10 seconds. Um, but obviously we have Kazuchika Okada versus the New Japan Cup winner, Sonata. Um, we have got Hiromu Takahashi versus Robbie Eagles for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Bishaman will be defending against um, Aussie Open for the tag straps, which is going to be sensational. And we've also got the World Television Championship between Zack Sabre Jr. and Shota Umino. 
Um, what we don't have announced yet, um, but something that we sort of thought was nailed on, is the Mercedes Monet versus Azumi match. Now, whether that is because they're simply just waiting to cross the I's and dot the T's, which isn't the phrase, but I'm going to go with it anyway, um, or whether we potentially, because we're going to talk about this a little more in a moment, but Hazuki has put her name forward for the IWGP Women's Championship. Do we then, at Sakura Genesis, make this Mercedes Monet versus Azumi versus Hazuki? Or do we sort of have Mercedes Monet versus Azumi, then have Mercedes Monet versus um, Hazuki, and then have um, the winner take on Mayu Iwatani, which we'll talk about in a minute. What's your thoughts on this, Matt? Um, you know what? Usually I don't like three ways just because the, uh, three ways and tags are fine because you have six, three times two, six. Look at that math skills. <laughs> but just from it's sometimes it's tough. It's tough to have a really good, either they're really, really good or they're like just kind of just average. Um, and you kind of have to call everything A to Z, um, in, you know, in the back and you don't really don't have much room for improv depending on what the crowd is biting. And if somebody misses something, it's like the domino effect. You know, if one, if one person's off one move or one step, everything kind of falls out of the wasteland. But, but then, and then again, you can have an absolute fantastic one. If everybody's clicking, um, for what I understand, Mercedes is going to be in Japan for the entire month of April. So obviously we know the Mayu match is coming at the, uh, the big Yokohama arena show. I mean, that's the, the match to go to. Obviously, Izumi is in a line for a title shot. So do we add Hazuki here? I'm going to say that I think she's going to get three matches uh, in Japan, at least three matches in Japan while she's there. Again, from what I, it's heavily rumored, she's there for the entire month. So I think you do a singles with Izumi, a singles with Hazuki, and then the singles with Mayu. However, as much as I wa- would want to see the singles between Izumi and uh, Mercedes Monet, Adding Hazuki, one of uh, my favorite wrestlers on the Stardom roster, um, would not be a bad choice because we know how much how great chemistry Azumi and Hazuki does uh, have. So uh, either way, it's kind of heads you wins, tails you win. But I would rather the three singles matches. How about you, buddy? I'm just looking at the New Japan schedule um, just to see basically where we could possibly slot in a. Um, Mercedes Monet Hazuki match if we're not going to have it at um a Sakura Genesis. So the next really big show after Sakura Genesis really is wrestling Don Taku, but that doesn't take place till May. <laughs> so we could potentially there are two US shows happening in the middle of April. There's one in Washington, D.C., Capital Collision, and there is one in Philadelphia the day afterwards, April 16th, at the, mm-hmm. old, at the old ECW arena. Now, ECW. ECW. Now, the Capital Collision show, at the moment, only has three matches announced. And the Capital Collision, not the Capital Collision show, the Collision in Philadelphia show has no matches announced. Could it be, therefore, that we could have Mercedes Monet versus Azumi at Sakura Genesis, and then potentially Hazuki versus Mercedes Monet at one of these two shows? 
I hope it's the Philly show, Rob, because I have, uh, if it does happen, um, I hope it's the Philly show because I have, uh, I'll be away in New Jersey at catch wrestling camp and catch wrestling gets over on four thirty five o'clock and where the, uh, the building is at snake pit USA from the former ECW arena. It's like 20, 25 minutes away. Nice. So, uh, that is my plan. Um, I probably have to take an Irish shower, which means I will soak myself an ax body spray and cologne. So I'm not too, too offensive, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that is in the back of my head that if there is one stardom, uh, or stardom style match, that's what I plan on doing. If not, I will take my busted ass home <laughs> all the way back. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good, that's a good possibility, buddy. That's a good possibility. Yeah, because obviously, as I've already said, we've got one wrestling Dontaku show, which is um, Wednesday, May 3rd. And then we've got another US show in California, um, in Long Beach on May 21st. And then, of course, there's the Forbidden Door show, which uh, we'll talk about a little bit closer to the time because I know there's a lot of fantasy booking regarding the Forbidden Door and if stardom are going to be uh, going to be prevalent on that show. And we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail the closer we get to it. I'd love to say that, you know, Hazuki is going to get a shot in America. It seems the most likely possibility if they're going to have her go before Mayu um, because there's just, there isn't a lot of dates between like Sakura Genesis on the 8th of April and the Yokohama show, which is the 23rd. There's not a great deal of that sort of wiggle room in the middle. So we'll see. We'll uh, what, we'll keep an eye out. What if uh, what if the uh, let me throw this at you, there, good sir. What if the rumors of her being in Japan, uh, her meaning uh, Mercedes Monet, being in Japan for the entire month of April, and they do it at a Stardom show? Well, um, let's have a look at the Stardom calendar. So luckily, I've already got it up because what a guy what if mercedes because she's right now she's all about her legacy grant she's not like she's going broke at these shows she's getting paid real well cork and hall is a legendary venue and i think there's two cork and hall shows leading up until the uh, obviously we have that one april 2nd which is obviously Kyrie. what oh what if Kyrie's big thing is she announces that it's mercedes well, then, when then when you do the Hazuki match, well, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, what if at the Corkin show, which is again, it's a legendary venue. Granted, you're not going to hold, you know, twenty, thirty thousand people in there. But what if she wrestles Hazuki at Corkin Hall? Because she's pretty much can call her own shots, and rightfully so. She's definitely earned that right. Mm. Um, the chances of Hazuki being on the U.S. shows are minimal because the 15th of April also happens to be the final of the Cinderella. Um, I knew the date stuck in my head for some reason, but uh, as anyone that listens to the Bracketology episode, both me and Matt have got Hazuki winning it. She can't be in two places at once, and she's certainly not going to win the Cinderella on the 15th and then go to Philadelphia on the 16th to wrestle. It's just not going to happen. Um, so we've got the Corrigan Hall show, which you were talking about, Matt, on the 2nd. Um, I believe Kyrie is bringing someone to the Yokohama show, isn't she? So with Mercedes Monet sort of defending the IWGP Women's Championship match, I think it makes more sense for it to be announced someone else. She could turn up on that show, certainly. Um, there's a Corican on the 14th as well, the night before the Cinderella final. Um, and then it's Golden Week, really. So you're looking at the next one being the next big show, being the Goddess Legends show on the 4th at Fukuoka. Um, it's a it's a very small window because 
Otherwise, and this is no disrespect to Stardom, but I don't see Mercedes Monet rocking up at Sendai Pit or Shinkiba First Ring or Shinjuku Face. It, she's going to come to bigger venues. And the only bigger venues that Stardom are really running in April are the Corrigan Hall shows that we've already talked about, um, the Yoyogi National Stadium, which is where they're running the Cinderella final. Um, and then we've got the Yokohama Arena show, which... Uh, She's already going to be wrestling out, and she's already going to be wrestling Mayu Iwatani. So it's going to be interesting. Um, uh, it's certainly something to keep your eye on uh, the Stardom socials, um, and uh, we'll keep an eye out for you and uh, announce it when we know something a little bit more concrete. So obviously, we've already said we're not going to be able to go through all the show reviews that we wanted to go through uh, for different reasons. Um, I'm not going to rag on stardom world because we seem to do it all the time so the main point of today is going to be to look a bit more in depth at the new blood premium show we were going to do a preview of the cinderella tournament but we sort of did that on tuesday you should all have had that in your feed on patreon and on the new on the new feed the free feed um you all should have had that yesterday, so you'll be able to listen to our in-depth sort of ramblings about who we think is going to win and who's going to win each match. So if you want to hear our preview of that, go and check out episode 111 in the Stardomcast archive. So we're going to focus, before we move on to uh, the Patreon, we're going to look at the New Blood Premium show. Obviously, we've had that match announced as well. Super, star, super, super <laughs> strong Stardom Machine versus Sexy Dynamite Princess, um, which is just outstanding um well I, we, we're not going to preview that match because we don't know who sexy dynamite princess is um we're going to open with a three-way tag though don't forget this is on the 25th of march saturday the 25th um and it's a double header for stardom at yokohama budokan so you've got new blood premium at yokohama budokan on the 25th and then at the Yokohama Budokan on the 26th, we have got the Stardom Cinderella Tournament. So two pay-per-views to buy over this weekend. Isn't life fun? Um, we've got a three-way tag team match to open things up. We have got the teams of Hanan, Hina, uh, Momokogo and Saida, and Rina and Ruaka. Um, Matt, who do you have winning this opening three-way tag? I'm going to piggyback on my wife's fantastic prediction. I'm going to say Saida gets a fall here to heat her up to go into the semifinals of the Cinderella tournament. That's a good shout, to be fair. That's a good shout. And I did briefly think that. Um, obviously, I've got Hannon going quite deep in my tournament. Um, but despite that, I'm going to say they're going to go with Rina and Ruaka. My reason being that, obviously... A lot of momentum behind Ruwaka at the moment due to her outstanding performance of Corrigan Hall. Um, and also, Rina is your next number one contender to Amisori's Future of Stardom Championship. Now, looking ahead, both me and you feel that she is going to win that belt from Amisori. So that Amisori can go on to other things. Both of us think that that is going to happen. Rina seems to be the next primed to win that belt. A little pinfall winner here, maybe over Hannon. You know, a former Future of Stardom champion would work Ooh. really well. Um, and I think, obviously, we've already talked about the momentum of Ruaka. I think that makes most sense. Obviously, it's a three-way 
it's going to open the show that this three-way tag I would have thought if not being on the pre-show. Um, so I'm probably putting too much stall in it, but that is what I would do anyway, um, just to heat Rena up because I don't think she's going very deep in this uh, Cinderella tournament because I think they're a bit high on Mariah May. Second match then, we have got the debut of some of our rookies. We have got Julia, our Red Belt champion, taking on Aya Sakura, um, or Sakura. I don't know how um, how it's supposed to be said. I imagine we'll hear it on commentary. Um, there's not a great deal of previewing here. I imagine that Julia is going to win in relatively decisive fashion, but it is going to be very interesting to see how Sakura does in this match when she's against someone who is quite brutish in their offense. And I don't mean brutish as in, you know, she's unsafe, but a lot of Julia's offense is hard hitting. A lot of Julia's offense is power moves and, you know, big suplexes and big drop kicks. It's going to be interesting how Sakura copes with that match. You know, when it comes to all these uh, trainees, it's it's weird because we're supposed to, when you hear the word start and retirement, we're, we're supposed to be fo- focusing on Himika because they're doing a great job with this Himika retirement tour. But on this show, if Waka loses, she's pretty much retiring from stardom. And then uh, had the Hazuki match happen, you probably would have had three other immediate retirements because they're really putting these four, these, these four, not, they're not just, just rookies. Rookies your first year, your first match. Yeah, you're really holding your feet to the fire. It's like, way to go, starting by April, you're going to have five people off your roster. Like, what's going on here? Uh, I kid, I digress. Um, uh, Julia and I talk about this all the time on the podcast. Uh, she does such a great job taking somebody that's underneath her or on, you know, the opening card and just making them look so much better. Obviously, you know, this is this is her first, uh, you know, her opponent's first match. I wouldn't, ex- uh, and, and Julia is the, you know, the champion. She's the, the flag bearer for stardom. So I wouldn't expect like a, a full squash here. I would, I would be shocked to see Julia give, you know, this, uh, this rookie on her first match a few, like two or three big moves just to shine her up or she ultimately then just drops her either with the glorious driver or the Northern Lights bomb. So uh, yeah, I think it'll probably go about five or six minutes. But I'm really looking forward just to see how Julia is going to uh, make this person, you know, look good in their first match. Because she's just, I mean, then that's what you want. When you're going into a match with somebody, you want to uh, for them to be able to shine you up. And Julia does that pretty much better than anybody on the stardom roster. So out of all these debut matches, this is the one I'm looking forward to the most. But yeah, it's uh, Julia is going to get a pinfall win in a, here in about six minutes. It's going to be interesting because I think if Julia wasn't, the red belt champion one of the uh, standout performances i was gonna say like a really daft point but one of the standout performances for julia in 2021 was when her and suri just took apart unagi um and really gave her nothing and made it very very blatantly obvious that she was rungs below them on the ladder now, obviously, with her being champion and face of the company, I don't see her doing that with Sakura. But I think if this had come last year or even before she took the red belt off Suri, I think I could we could have seen that, like a really dismissive performance from Julia. Um, but here, especially as Sakura's called Julia out, let's not forget that. This wasn't Julia's decision. Sakura said, I want my first match to be against Julia. And Julia immediately said, no, you're, you know, why would I do that? You are, you're just starting before then relenting and agreeing to the match. So uh, it'll be interesting to see which tack Julia takes. 
Um, the other rookie on the card will be teaming with Lady C, and that is Hanako, um, the 184-centimeter Hanako. And, of course, she's the one with some wrestling experience. As I've said, she's wrestling with Lady C against my Himmy. Um, I do like the idea of the fact that they've just seen Tall Person and put them with the other Tall Person on the roster. Um, but, Matt, again, I see this being a fairly decisive win for my Hemi. Yeah, and it'll be also to Lady C, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, they're trying, they, uh, they put Mike and Himika with Lady C in the Triangle Derby, so it'll be interesting to see her on the opposite end, considering they're openly trying to recruit her to be in Donald Del Mundo once Himika leaves. So, uh, yeah, I see it as a, I wouldn't say such a decisive win, because I think you're going to see Lady C get a bulk of the offense here, but ultimately, we know who's taking the fall. It wouldn't surprise me now if come the five star, so we're talking late July, early August, it wouldn't surprise me if both these women, Hanako and Lady C, are both in Donna Del Mondo. Oh, there's a little uh, little prediction there from one Mr. Rob Goodwin. Well, just the, the way they fight, and obviously you're losing Himika, um, you want to start pushing may um, Sakurai a little bit more so you need I hate using the phrase pin eater but you need that person who can eat the pinfalls you know your Wakasukiyamas in uh, in Cosmic Angels so why not have Hanako team up with Lady C in the tag league as a Donna Del Mondo team I think it works again we'll see I'm, I am looking forward to this match just to see the chemistry between Anako and Lady C. We'll uh, we'll see though, obviously, on Saturday. Um, we have another trial match for Miyu Amasaki, who fresh from a defeat to Nene Takahashi at KBS Hall, but one where she gave a very good account of herself by all accounts. Um, she will be taking on Suri, so there really is no rest for poor Miyu Amasaki. And again, Matt, I don't think we are in for. Any shocks here? I think Miyu Amasaki is losing and losing in a sub 10 minute effort against uh, the former Red Belt champion. Yeah, and another possible retirement match. Oh, geez, I'm so <laughs> terrible. Yeah, uh, it's it's nice to see Miyu. I know we she's hit some bumps on the road with the injuries, and she's been really she's been looked really solid towards the end of the year, the beginning of this year. So I like this trial match series. She's you know going up against the best of the best. Um, obviously Sherry's going to give her a good match, but at the same time, I think it's going to be Sherry just dominating with kicks and then probably putting in some sort of submission. But yeah, I think this one will go about six or seven minutes, but uh, it, it's nice. You're kind of really throwing me you into the, uh, you know, you're really throwing into deep waters here and it's either going to be sink or swim, see how she's going to look in this trial match series. Uh, ultimately though. Yeah. It's going to be a, a pretty dominant win from the former Red Bell champion. So aside from what I assume is going to be the main event, which is uh, the Tam and Waka tag match, which we'll talk about presently, the main sort of um, hook of this show, if you like, is the crowning of the inaugural New Blood Tag Team Champions. And we've got the two semifinals and the final to go on this card. And we're going to start with one of those semifinals now at the team of Mirai and Tomoka and Naba taking on the team of Amisori, and Nanami, and all God's eye 
semi-final. Um, I would have loved to have seen this as the final, but I'm selfish. So, uh, Matt, who do you think, out of these two teams, who do you think is going on to the final? Up to God's eye team. All right, next up, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like Bobby Heenan back in the day when they'd be like, I know who's going to win this match. Real Mountains, who? who? So I guarantee you, call me in the morning, I'll tell you. Um, it's going to be Marion. <laughs> Well, Ryan uh, Tomoka, that's uh, that's my pick. Yeah, mine too. I think, um, I mean, Amasori already has a belt. Um, I think Nanami has a, a lot of upside, but she's still really, really young and has got a lot of time to develop. I think as your inaugural tag team champions for this new sort of show that you're trying to promote, I think, you know, you want to put it on put it on someone with a lot of upside. And I think Mariah and Tomoka and Arbor in this match, I think have a lot more to sort of to give than uh, Amisori and Nanami. Horrible as that sounds. So yeah, I've got Mariah and Tomoka and Arbor going through as well. The last semi-final is the team of May Sakurai and Chanyota taking on Starlight Kid and Karma. Um, Matt, who have you got and why? Um, I hope May Sakurai hits the phenomenal elbow drop on Starlight Kid and then takes her mask. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, this match is going to be really, really good. I'm excited to see it, but ultimately, I think it's going to be Karma and Starlight Kid getting the win, setting up a phenomenal final match. The only way I see Starlight Kid and Karma not winning is if Karma suddenly forgets that she's not in the circus and starts throwing fire around the ring again. Um... I think that they'll try and give Chan Yota um, a couple of spots in the match where she can do some power lifting. Um, you've got Starlight Kid, who's relatively small and can probably make her look incredibly strong with the way she sells. But it's it's the argument that I have for Mariah and Tomokranaba going through. You want the faces of this New Blood division to be recognisable and with a lot of upside. And I feel like Starlight Kid especially is that person. Whether she is the uh, the person to win the belts we'll find out in a second and karma's there as well um moving on then to the final and we've both got starlight hidden karma taking on mirai and tomoka in naba um matt who is going to be or who well who's going to hold the new blood tag team championships coming out of this show this is a coin flip. Uh, I mean, I can cop out and say time on a draw, right? Uh, <laughs> imagine, imagine. <laughs> what are you doing to us, Rossi? Oh, boy. I mean, again, this is, I, I don't know. I can see this match going either way. Obviously, I want no disrespect to the uh, the other two teams in the tournament. This is the final. I think even when they announced the brackets, we were all like, we hope this is the final because these are the two best teams and the, the pretty much the four best wrestlers in the tournament. Um, I'm going to say the God's Eyes team take it. Um, just maybe to maybe heat Mariah up just a little bit more as a tag team wrestler heading into her uh, tag title match uh, with Ami Sori um, at the Yokohama show. But uh, I mean, that's kind of like you know my half-ass reasoning why. But I would not be shocked to see Starlight Kid and Karma take the uh, take the belts. Um, I'm flip flopped quite a lot between these two. Um. I did sort of think initially that it was going to be Mariah and Tomoka and Naba, um, but also I know that they are very, very high on Starlight Kid. And Haruka Rumasaki, irrelevant of what you think of the Karma gimmick, they are obviously quite hot on her as well. 
Um, again, you you've already said it's a coin flip, really, with this with this tournament. You know, I could wake up tomorrow and think the other team. I do think that it'll be Mariah and Tomokranaba and Starlight and Karma in the final. I I, I don't think that's going to change. But in terms of who's going to win, just to be different, because I think both of us have had the same predictions for the entire show, bar that three-way tag, I'm going to plump for Starlight and Karma. But I wouldn't be disappointed with either of these two teams. I'd love to see Tomokranaba recognised with a belt because I think she's done great work. I think her work with um, Karate Brave in the Goddess of Storm Tag League with Suri was fantastic and they were one of the most entertaining teams to watch. So it would be nice to see her rewarded with that. And obviously I don't think Mariah's going to have much going on once they uh, lose the tag belts or once they lose going for the tag belts at the Yokohama Arena. Spoilers. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, I'm going to go with Starlight and Karma, as I've already said, but again, I think it could be either team, and I don't think people would mind. And then our main event, the match that everybody is talking about. It's the Cosmic Angels team of Tam Nakano and Wakasukiyama taking on a reformed Seven Kairi, Nene Takahashi, and Kairi. And the stipulation is not only if uh, Wakasukiyama loses, she leaves Cosmic Angels. If Wakasukiyama loses, she leaves stardom. I mean, I would love to know, and obviously we will after Saturday, but I would love to know how they are going to book their sel- themselves out of this stipulation. But it has added such an incredible amount of intrigue. I would argue that the Wakasukiyama storyline is one of, if not the most compelling story in stardom, and shows just how just how well long store long term storytelling can be done. Um I mean it helps that Wakasukiyama is so so endearing as a babyface with her emotion and her facials and just her her improvement. She's the quintessential babyface, the way she's been treated by Tam, who seems to now have realized her mistakes and has sort of said, Right, I'm gonna tag with you to make sure you win because she doesn't want to lose it, because she's realised this is her mistake. Um, It's a really, really compelling narrative that they've woven, and I honestly have got no idea how they are going to book themselves out of this match. They clearly booked themselves in this scenario knowing what they were going to do. They've got a reason, 100%. Yeah. When they said back in January, like, oh, you know, Tam's like, you have two months. It wasn't like you have till next week. It's like you have like two months. It was like seven, eight weeks, something like that to get a win. Like, this is the date. And then, you know, okay, you thought it's going to be a singles match. And then we thought we're going to get the one-on-one with Waka on and then I. And then Tam's like, no, I'm going to do a tag match. And we're like, oh, that's kind of weird. Well, clearly she's choosing you. And then it's like, no, we're going to choose Kyrie. I'm like, okay. Like, now we're like, where are we going with this? I mean, it has my prediction is it is the Waka team is going to win. Waka is going to get a win. I mean, is it against Kyrie? Does Kyrie take her first loss in Japan and in a, a quote unquote stardom ring since 2017 to Waka? I mean, it would really make Waka's career. And Kyrie doesn't need. I mean, she can. It should be. You know, it, it's Kyrie. She's she's a made person. I mean, it'll take her three seconds to get her right back to where she was because she's just so fantastic. I think Waka pins the nine. Um, and I think that uh, afterwards, Waka uh, joins joins up with Mina as part of Club Venus. Um, 
again, as much as I would love for, you know, uh, for her to join DX, which we've talked about before. And <laughs> maybe, but uh, I think that's what's going to happen. But again, very much, we just talked about a minute ago. I, I have no clue. I have no clue. And I'm so intrigued. I'm, I'm, this is literally, I mean, this, this show, this pay-per-view is basically a whole bunch of like training matches, trial matches, trial matches. And then it's really almost like a four tier. It's this match. And then the, the tag tournament that really has you on the hook. So it's, you're like, where are they going to go with this? Um, but yeah, I'm super intrigued by this, but that's my prediction is Waka is going to pin an eye. And then when Tam embraces or Waka is going to be like, Nope, uh, I'm going with Mina. I think that's definitely happening. I think come what may at the end of this match, Wakazuki Armour is not going to be a part of Cosmic Angels. Um, I think they've sown the seeds for that with um, the stuff with Mina. Um, My only thing is, and I said this during our Bracketology show last night, Nene has been built so incredibly strong. She's taken one pinfall loss since she's been back in stardom. And that was back in August. Kyrie. Sherry. Yeah, to Shuri. Ed to Shuri, exactly. In a red <laughs> the belt champion. Match. The champion, yeah. Kyrie hasn't eaten a loss since she's been in stardom. She hasn't lost a match since she's been in stardom. So uh, this is what makes it difficult. It's because they've literally given her the final level bosses, Wacker, I'm talking about in trying to get her her first win. Now, I I did have a storyline in my head, and I think I went through this a couple of weeks ago, of how I wanted Tam to get pinned, and that be the reason that Wacker has to leave stardom, because that is such... And then, obviously, Wacker will come back, and there'll be some sort of, some sort of loophole. But I love the idea of Tam sort of coming into this match to rescue Wacker and then being the reason Wacker has to leave after putting Wacker in this situation in the first place. There's something very poetic about that being the storyline. Whether it is or not, I don't know. Um, Wacker has to win. There's there's no way she's leaving stardom. Not after the effort they've put in, not after how over she is with the crowd. Like, you listen to the reaction she got at Corican Hall. You listen to the reaction she got um, in Osaka. She's hugely over. There's only a handful of people in stardom more over than Wakasukiyama. And Wakasukiyama is an opening match wrestler at the moment. She's a lower card wrestler at the moment. And just for how well she's been built, how well she connects with the crowd, and how much people are into this story and captivated by this storyline... She's one of the most over. They're not going to let that go. How they do it, I like I said, I've got no idea. For the sake of argument, simply because it seems to have been Nene that's been woven into this storyline somehow. Um, obviously, we had the match at New Bloods, I want to say six. Um, the Passion Injection match. We had the Triangle Derby match. Both times with Nene pinning Waka. It would make sense for Waka to finally get that pinfall over Nene Takahashi. I think Nene's best position in stardom has been elevating this younger talent. Not necessarily this younger talent, but the less experienced talent because I think she's done wonders for Lady C, for Waka, and for Miyu Masaki. So giving Waka this pinfall win 
I don't think she'd be averse to it. However, it's the return of Seven Kyrie. Are they going to just, you know, I don't know. Well, they had a they had a match back at um, uh, either night one or night two of the uh, Five Star. They wrestled, I think, it was like latest scene inside Kamatani. They did, of course, they did. I'm gonna go with. Up, I'm gonna go with. Came out on the bike. Oh, you're going with me? Did. Yeah, yeah. They came out on the bike. Around. How can you forget that? Oh. There was only 19 other phenomenal matches that weekend. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go. Waka pinning Nene Takahashi. Um, had that feel good finish. Um, especially if this is the main event. Um, I feel like if it's the main event, it'll be making people uh, sort of want to make people I believe happy. Now my question to you Matt um, you look at this card, yes we've got Kyrie. and one thing I do hope is that they haven't just thrown Kyrie onto this card because they need some star power. That's what I'm hoping because if you look at the card there's no Mayu there's now no Hazuki uh, there's no Utami, there's no Saya, there's no Azumi um, there's no tackler. There's there's a considerable amount of talent, top no tier Mina. talent. No Mina, no Mariah May, unless she's sexy dynamite princess, which <laughs> I think she probably is. Um, no, it could be Mayu. Mayu is sexy oh dynamite princess. <laughs> I, I would love that, just for how like just completely, just completely <laughs> opposite it is to her uh, to her gimmick. Oh, um, my God. There's no Momo Watanabe. There's no Saki Kashima, no Tora. Do you think this show, and I know that we talked a little bit about this, um, about it being a double header, and you've talked about how they might say, right, well, you've bought tickets to blah, blah, blah. If you buy tickets to both this and the opening night to the Cinderella, you can get them for a discount, just to make sure that people are there for the New Blood Premium event. Do you think... This show, its current configuration, do you think it is over or under a thousand spectators? I think I mentioned before when you brought this up to me three or four weeks ago, I think they're going to do like 15, 1600. I'm not sure about that number, but I'm going to go on the positive side of this. Uh, I think just based on the Waka storyline, you're going to have Julia on the card regardless. She's a draw. It doesn't matter who she's wrestling. People want to see Julia wrestle. Um, I understand your point. You're not having, you know, pretty, uh, you know, Queen's Quest or Mayu on this show. Uh, but the fact that it's a doubleheader with the Cinderella tournament, I think it. I think they'll do, you know, eleven hundred, twelve hundred. I don't know if they'll hit that fifteen, sixteen hundred mark that I mentioned before. But I'm going to say that they do over, um, over a thousand people in this one. Um, just looking at the website at the moment, there's still quite a few tickets left from what I'm looking at. Um, sorry, just scrolled down too far. There we go. The uh, the VIP seats have been sold out, and Arena A seats are sold out. Oh, it also says sorry, it's just not crossed out. Arena S seats have been sold out. So there's three sort of tickets, ticket brackets that um have been sold out. There are same day tickets available, um, and there are Arena Stand and Arena B seats still available. So it'll be interesting. I think Stardom would be happy if they got over a thousand people. Um, I think the added sort of star power Kyrie brings may sort of tip them over the edge. Um, but it'll be interesting to see following 
this new blood premium event if they run a new blood premium event in the future where it's a pay-per-view and they're running a slightly bigger venue if they do do it in the same way they've done this so tagging it on to another night at the yokama budokan with the main card um so whether they do i don't know whether they do the next new blood premium event the night before the opening of the five star something like that to ensure maximize on the product and maybe being able to shift a few more tickets i don't know i think if they are going to do another new blood premium event you perhaps need more talent on there but that is my own personal preference i still think this is going to be an excellent card i'm very very much looking forward to the culmination of this whacker storyline and where they're going next i'm very very much looking forward to who are going to be the next new blood champions uh, the next new blood tag team champions sorry and to be honest it's a solid card um so yeah I'm looking forward to it. Um, Rob, I know you. I know. I know. You know. I'm a big fan of uh, attendance numbers and whatnot. Do you know roughly what this venue, like what what a sellout would be? Would it be like thirty five hundred, thirty six hundred. I'm just curious. Um, or what it's set up for. Sorry, I can hear the. I think <laughs> not that I want to stress you out two podcasts in a row, buddy. But <laughs> <laughs> I think um, Stardom have done sixteen hundred in the venue before. Um recently i would be i would be very 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 surprised if new blood premium does 1600 um i think you're looking at 1900 maybe for the cinderella opening round maybe going to 2000 but i would be surprised if they top 1300 for new blood premium depending on how the tickets are sort of dealt out and sort of offers and things like that and if they get any walk-ups on the saturday um I'm, I'm sorry buddy what i meant by that is let me rephrase the question is like how much would a sellout be like is it three thousand? is it 2800 like if they say that this is this building is set up for you know x amount like what would a sellout be does it does it say there or do you have any idea that's what i meant i apologize um i don't i don't as it turns out um i know that new japan run it recently um but off the top of my head let's have a look let's see if i can find velkage is currently blowing a gasket shouting the number at us i can almost hear it (laughs) um um, let's have a look at oh god i've made me screenful um there we go matt whilst i find this out would you like to tell the lovely people at home what's coming up on the patreon this week Absolutely, buddy. Wait, a good way. Nice little segue there, my friend. Uh, yes, we are knee deep in the middle of March Momo Watanabe madness. Uh, this past week, um, this past Monday, excuse me, Rob and I did release Momo Watanabe and Yutami Hayashista of Queen's Quest defending the Goddess of Stardom Championships against the Tokyo Cyber Squad team of Jungle Kiona and Kunami. Um, that was our alternate commentary coming up uh, this Monday. Upcoming Monday will be uh, Momo Watanabe and Starlight Kid, Black Desire, challenging FWC, Hazuki, and Kagama for the Goddess of Siren Championships from night one of last year's World Climax. Also, too, uh, by the end of the month, I've already recorded it. It's, I sent it off for editing. Um, by the end of the month, you will be getting the 2018 Momo Watanabe Cinderella win. Now, Rob, I know you're busy on the uh, Google machine there. But are you aware of the wonky booking that was the 2018 Cinderella tournament? Is this the one where there was a there was like two buys, so someone went straight through to the final? 
Yeah. So what happened? So the semifinal. Now this is back when they did the one night tournaments. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the multiple nights started in 2021. Correct? It did indeed. Yes. You know, you know how I knew that because I read a certain book called Living the Dream, Stardom's 10th <laughs> Anniversary in Review, where you do mention that this that was the first time they did that. Anywho, so it's the one-night tournament. So the semifinals were supposed to be Momo versus B. Priestley in one semifinal and Mayu versus Io in another semifinal. Well, Mayu and Io go to a time limit draw, making the semifinal match of B. Priestley versus Momo Watanabe the makeshift final. So can you imagine if like that happens at like the pay-per-view, you know, for the end of the Cinderella tournament, people would go nuts. Absolutely. People would go go nuts. However, you can tell the crowd, nobody complained because when you're walking into Cork and Hall, you you know, if you bought a ticket for that show, you don't know that you're going to get a 15 minute match between Mayu and Io. So it's like, how are you going to complain about that? Of course, that was fantastic. So um, also what I did is, you know me, I'm a fan of, uh, I'm a big believer in giving, you know, more bang for your buck, more than your money's worth when it comes to the Patreon. So I realized when I did my homework for this show that uh, there's only three matches, and they were three great matches. Momo versus Konami was the opening round. Then Momo versus Jungle was round two, and then Momo and B. Preezy was the final. All three matches were great, but I was able to wrap up the podcast in like 21, 22 minutes. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a bonus alternate commentary for the uh, white belt and red belt tier Patreon members. So not only will you be getting this uh, Momo 2018 Cinderella win, but you're going to be getting alternate commentary of uh, Queen's Quest, uh, Queen's Quest, Queen's Fest 2018 uh, February, where Momo challenges Io Shirai for the Wonder of Stardom Championship. So, uh, and that's already recorded. So you can't say no. You can't say, Matt, I don't want any more free stuff. So uh, th- that's already recorded in the can. So you're going to be getting a bon- bonus episode for uh, Momo March Madness. And then uh, we're going to get in the DeLorean here in a minute, Rob, my, me and you. We're going to get this baby to 88 miles per hour. And we're going to talk about what we have coming up in April, uh, which is only just as you listen to this about a week away. So uh, insane April, we're going to be, it's, I already put up the Twitter poll. Um, so for your two options for the biweekly um, bonus episode, you have uh, Kyrie's Mako Satomura feud, Kyrie's red belt title run, Kyrie's entire 2022 review. So I will be, if that does get chosen, I will watch every single Kyrie match from her, uh, her return in 2022 and review it. And then Kyrie's May Young classic win from uh, 2017. So those are currently up on the Twitter poll. Now for the homework that Rob hates doing is Rob and I will be picking our four matches that we're going to be doing for the uh, alternate commentary. So, um, and it's, I'm sorry, it's not going to be four matches. It's, uh, there's actually five Mondays in April. So I'm going to pick two matches. Mr. Rob Goodwin, you're going to pick two matches. And the, the early bird gets the worm, as we say. The first person that sends us, either me, you, or the podcast, a message on Twitter or email, they get to pick uh, whatever Kyrie match that they would like to hear us do alternate commentary. So how about that for a deal? I think that's fantastic, mate. I think you are uh, going above and beyond. Absolutely. So, okay, I, I will pick first. As we know what match I'm going to pick, and then you can pick second and third. Obviously, okay. uh, it, 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 the worst-kept secret in the history of this podcast is uh, we're going to be doing uh, the match number one I'm going to pick is one of my all-time favorite stardom matches. It's my all-time favorite match that features Kyrie and uh, my all-time, one of my all-time favorite tag matches in general, and just in wrestling in general. It'll be Kyrie teaming with Mako Satomura to take on the Thunder Rock team of Mayu Iwatani and Io Shirai. I mean, you can't go wrong with that, mate, to be perfectly honest. I mean, 
it's a fantastic match, isn't it? Yes. And actually, I know me and you were, I think it was right around the beginning of the year when me and you were texting back and forth and you said, hey, is it okay if I start doing the alternate commentary watch-alongs with you? And I was sitting right next to Amber and I'm like, this is going to be so much fun. I was like, I the if I can only do one match with Rob, it's this one. So obviously I was waiting for insane April part two. And uh, yeah, man, we're going to be kicking off with a bang with that match. Absolutely. Well, hopefully I can follow that. I have never seen this match, but it's one that regularly comes highly recommended. And it's from the 5th of March, 2017, from Stardom Champions Around the World in Nagoya. And it's Hiroyu Matsumoto and Jungle Kiona versus Kairi Hojo and Yoko Bito for the Goddesses of Stardom Championships. That's my first pick. I'm very excited for that because I've always wanted a reason to watch it and I've never quite got it. So uh, that's very exciting. And then my next pick, which I don't think you've done, Matt, so you'll have to tell me, um, is Carrie versus Io Shirai from the Five Star Grand Prix 2016 with Carrie finally getting a win over Io Shirai, something she doesn't really do that often in her run in stardom. No, I only did that just for the, the feud the, uh, when we did the, the feud month. So, oh, so Rob, you're telling me I have to watch another Kyrie versus Io match. Oh, the things I do for you fantastic Patreon members, the sacrifices <laughs> I make, unbelievable. Um, yeah, those are two fantastic matches. Uh, speaking of Yoko Bito, how about this? Uh, we're going to go to June 16th, which is actually my wedding anniversary of the year 2016 in Yoko Bito's return match from her. She had a retirement and she came back. So it's going to be Kyrie versus Yoko Bito from the year 2016, June 16th. I mean, you can't say fairer than that. That's four outstanding matches. Yep. And then you fantastic listeners, again, the very first one that either sends me or Rob uh, a tweet or a DM, or they send an email on the Stardomcast email, the first person, that's the match that we're... It's, uh, as long as we haven't done it before, that's the match that we're going to do. So this is nice on Insane April. We get a little bit of a sprinkle of Yoko Bito in there. Absolutely. You can never go wrong with Yoko Bito. Never go wrong. Um, in answer to your question, Matt, um, about the Yokohama Budokan, it seems that it seems to top out at the moment at 15, 1600. Um, obviously, Pre-COVID, there doesn't seem to be any data, which I don't think it was open before COVID. I could be wrong, um, but the I'm solely using cage match, I'll be honest. But um, from 2020 onwards, um, it seems that the largest attendance at the venue was actually the opening night of the Triangle Derby, which uh, drew 1,605 people. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't know whether it will be more once the restrictions go down i don't know what it holds when the restrictions go down i'm sure in my head i've got three thousand people in my head um but yeah we'll we'll see because i'm sure this won't be the last time starting run the venue right now enough of this talk shall we matt talk a little bit about what we're going to give to the good patrons um come may well, I'm excited, my friend, because we've been, you know, planning this and ironing things out and changing this and updating this for the last, like, two or three months. So, uh, yeah, man, here it is. Absolutely, buddy. So, uh, fire away there, good sir. Oh, before we do, sorry, I'm interrupting you already. 
Um, sometimes, folks, life gets in the way. So all this, there is cards subject to change. So just bear with us if, you know, six months down the road that something has to be tweaked. So just, you know, bear with us. Cards subject to change. Absolutely. Please bear that in mind. Um, <laughs> but we have renamed some of the tiers again. And I said this um, when we first announced that we were rejigging the Patreon or reinvigorating the Patreon. Um, I did say that we were never taking anything out of the tiers. Um, whatever you're subscribed to, you will continue to receive. All we've done is rename the tiers. That's all and added another couple of tiers at the end. So whatever tier you are on, if anything, you're getting more. So uh, nothing to worry about at all. So we start with the $1 tier, which has been rebranded the New Blood tier. Um, and you will get early access to episodes, ad-free episodes and a shout out on the podcast um in terms of um early access to episodes we will record on a wednesday you'll receive it on a wednesday which we've started rolling out a little bit more now as well um the three dollar tier is now the high speed tier and you will get everything from the new blood tier you'll also get weekly audio alternate commentaries and a bi-monthly bonus long form episode um, the $5 tier is now the IWGP tier. Um, and again, you get everything from the previous two tiers. You also get the video of the weekly alternate commentaries, quarterly Q&A episodes, monthly 90s, All Japan and All Japan Women's alternate commentaries. And we'll do some of those on request as well, which I'm very, very excited to do. Um, and you will also receive an exclusive Stardom Cast sticker. If you've already received them from being on our $5 Patreon, it will be a brand new sticker and you'll receive it again. These are the new tiers. So our $10 tier, that is a white belt tier. And that includes everything that I've already gone through and also includes monthly roundtable discussions and guests sometimes it'll just be me and matt sometimes we'll get people from the youtube and wrestling community to come and join us and we'll have a topic of conversation to do with stardom um we'll also have a monthly what if fantasy booking show where both of us will be given a stimulus a task and we've got to fantasy book it. So the example that I give is, what if Hazuki had beaten Sayakamatani for the white belt? And we'd have gone through it and talk about how we'd have booked Hazuki with the white belt. And you will also receive Patreon-exclusive merchandise. Things like hats, beer mats, all those things which will be available to you guys. And then finally, we get the red belt tier, the $25 tier. And you get everything from the previous tiers and you also get an exclusive stardom cast t-shirt that will be not available anywhere else an exclusive stardom cast print that is not available anywhere else you will be able to join us for a quarterly round table where we'll get you to join us on the podcast if you'd like and we can talk about stardom at nauseam okay and finally, this one's really, really special. The commission of any stardom wrestler drawn by Matt's daughter, Lily. Now, she gets the cut of that bit. Uh, like, you know, not us. We're not monsters. Okay, we're not forcing Matt's daughter to draw for no reason. Um, she will get the money from that bit. So please bear that in mind. Um, yeah. 
and that's going to be uh, that for the twenty-five dollar tier for the for you to get the commission from my daughter. That's every six months. So you you know you can't just jump on one month. She draws it, and then you have to be every six months. You will get a commission from her, and you will get now. I've and I've shared them on my uh, on my uh, on my Twitter and Instagram and whatever. I know sometimes she draws the smaller ones, and she draws the bigger ones. You will get one of the bigger ones. Uh, the examples that I can use is for Christmas. She drew me the the Meltier and the Aphrodite one. So if you want two wrestlers, you can get that. If you just want one big one then that's fine as well. Uh, she likes to go off photo reference. So if you want like Tony Storm in the Cinderella dress, that's fine. If you want you Tommy bleeding from when Arissa kicked her ass for the white belt, <laughs> that's fine. You just send me the whatever picture that you want. And then once you hit your six month subscription on the $25 tier, I will give that to Lily. I will have her draw it. I will have her sign it and then uh, give me your address and I will, I will, uh, we will ship that off to you. And yes, like Rob said, that percentage of that money will go to her as uh, she will be entering college here in just the next few months. And it'll be nice to have, um, you know, some of this stuff kind of put a dent in the expenses that is college. If anybody that's ever gone to uh, college before or that is going to college, it's massively expensive. It, it bloody is. Um, I, I work at one. It's blinking expensive. Um, so, that is basically what we are introducing from the 1st of May. There is, of course, no obligation to join any of the tiers. We appreciate any support that we are getting. We've had reviews coming in this week that have been really complimentary, and we cannot thank you enough. Um, we've had like people comment on Patreon, on Twitter, on Discord, private messages that have been really supportive as well. So if you want to jump onto one of those tiers please do it's great support and we can't thank you enough you want to stay on the tier that you're on again we can't thank you enough so uh, this will be rolling out in may um obviously all the new artwork and things like that will be on to the patreon on the first of may it's all ready to go as matt's seen um it just needs to we're basically waiting for the first of may to get all of that up and what we'll do is we'll assess it every six months, like Matt says, or something like that, and sort of see what's working, what needs changing. And we'll also listen to feedback from you guys. If there's something you particularly want or there's something that you don't think is working but you think needs tweaking, then please let us know. Um, before we sign off, it's just a final reminder that our Cinderella Bracket Tournament is up on the Patreon right now for our $1 and up patrons um you are choosing the winner of the tournament the two finalists the four semi-finalists and you are deciding how many matches in the tournament are going to go to a time limit draw if you want to listen to our bracketology episode which i've already said dropped yesterday uh to basically understand how not to do it um then you can listen to that download that wherever you get your podcasts from you can also check it out on our website www.thestardomcast.com um next week we'll be back where hopefully we'll actually have some shows to review and talk about and we'll definitely be talking new blood premium and the first round of the cinderella tournament hopefully we'll be able to talk the shows from yamaguchi and from kbs hall and so on and so forth but we will let you know on the twitter um in the meantime guys thank you so much for being here we massively appreciate it subscribe wherever you get your podcast if you're not already subscribed if it's your first time listening to us hello 
We're glad that you came, you've made it this far. We're massively appreciative. Um, if you want to subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the stardom cast. You can find us on social media at the stardom cast. Uh, you can find us on the website, www.thestardomcast.com, where you've got all of the history surrounding stardom for those just getting into the promotion. You've got archives of all our episodes from the free feed and from the stardom cast extra as well um but yes thank you so much for listening matt would you like to plug your socials and then sign us off good sir absolutely once again folks anybody the first person that sends us a message either on the uh social medias that rob just said or mine or matt turner of on the instagram and or the twitter or send me an email the stardomcast 22 at gmail.com um, so the first person that sends us that message of what Kyrie match you want us to review, that's what we'll do. So again, uh, you have all the socials there. Once again, folks, we massively appreciate your support. Uh, it's it just really you know humbles us and fuels us to make this podcast better and better each and every episode. So again, we thank you so much. And like we always say, folks, just not my podcast; it's our podcast because we're all us together, and everybody's different, everybody's special. 